the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and I'm joined by my co-host, Don Dix, and our engineer, who are we are all still sequestered and in our secret underground bunkers somewhere in Southern California. Separate bunkers, mind you, because we can't be too careful with this deadly, deadly virus. Because I don't know where you've – I have no idea where you've been, Greg, and you could possibly have run with a crowd that would be um, – the crowd that would be carrying COVID. I don't know. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to stay safe because, you know, I just – no one knows where Greg's been. Yeah, Gavin, yeah, Gavin Newsom has told us to stay <laughs> home. So, you know, Gavin Newsom must know – must be wiser and smarter than us, right? He is. He is definitely the uh, the person that everybody likes to listen to who is filled with fear and concern about, um, you know, the, the 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 spread of the virus. It's it's fascinating to see. And you could almost tell someone's orientation, not just on this topic, but in the greater political orientation when they when they accuse you on social media of not caring about other people's lives and being a spreader you're a spreader without your mask without your 6 foot distancing you're you're killing people well they are um the other side in the media are spreading but it's not they're not spreading virus <laughs> it is a it is a virus it's a mental virus <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, one of the, one of the well, we, we've been able to go to Walmart and the supermarket, and we can buy alcohol and lottery tickets, and uh, depending Pot. on the state, you may you may, or may you, know, you know you can go to uh, you, you know all sorts of places, and you certainly can get an abortion. Wouldn't want to uh, interfere with that, but yep. officially and legally, the churches are locked down, notwithstanding the fact that. Uh, Aside from the, the authority of God and, and the permission of God, we have a First Amendment in America. It says that the that the right of the right of free exercise of religion shall not be infringed. Mm-hmm. And the churches are starting to push back, and some of them, some of them are already open. And there's going to be a big reopening, uh, mass reopening of churches this coming Sunday, May 31st. And to help us to explain what's going on, we have invited back to the show one of our favorites, Pastor Kevin O'Connor, who is with the Ark of the Nazarene Church in Redlands, originally from Philadelphia. I think it was a family, eight or nine brothers and sisters. Yep. Yep. Wow. Welcome to the show, Kevin. And uh, it's, it's, it's going to be it's, it's going to be uh, great to to see you know, back, actually, not just on Zoom, but back actually get the church gathering together. Tell us, about, it, tell us about what's happening and how this process and how this came to be that so many churches are saying, well, are we opening? Well, what's 
it's good to be with you all today and um, so glad that we could get our voice out there in what's been taking place because not only has the community been divided about should a church open, within the church there's been a divide. And it's because there's a scriptural mandate in Romans 13.1 that says that we are subject to the authorities that are placed over us because God placed them over us. So uh, many of the churches take just that one scripture and say, we have to do whatever the authorities say. Of course, history has played out that that can be very, very dangerous. The group that is is been founded over for the last month at now 1,700 pastors and 1,200 churches that are opening on Pentecost Sunday uh, are telling the church community, we're moving from Romans 13.1, the authority that's been placed over us, to a different scripture in Acts chapter 4, four uh, verse 19, where it, Paul was commanded, and so were all the apostles, quit speaking, quit teaching, quit preaching about this Jesus, or we're going to throw you in prison. And their response was, hey, you have to judge. Do we listen to you as the authority, or do we listen to God? And that's where we're at as a church. Those that are opening say, we feel like it's time we got to hear from God. And others are still saying, we have an authority placed over us, and we'll listen to our governor, even if he doesn't let us in in 2020. And of course, it's, it's much it's, it's it's easier when there's one church opening for the authorities to come out and close it down, find the pastor, arrest the pastor. When um, I think you mentioned the figure, or at least either on the air or off, that in California, they estimate that 1,200 churches are going to be open this Sunday. It's that's, much harder to go arrest 1,200 pastors. That that's correct. Uh, we our covering is the the group of the body of Christ coming together, uh, saying we're more than just one single place. And that's really what the Bible teaches. We're all part of the body of Christ. So we've united together. Many different denominations, backgrounds, and movements have come together for Pentecost Sunday. That's what May 31st is. It's the birth date of the church. Mm, That's powerful. That's powerful. And the church is coming back together in order to do this. Let, I, I want to get your opinion on the 10,000-foot view of what put us into this position that we're in now, that churches were relegated to phase three and four because they were deemed to be non-essential. Uh, you know, there's a case to be made for church, for faith, for prayer, for the relationship between our Lord and Savior and us that is very important in terms of maintaining people's mental health and their physical health and relegating churches into that non-essential bucket uh, is, you know, a, a, a slap in the face to folks that the majority of Americans, if not Californians, hold. Give us your thought on where the origin of this uh, uh, categorization of churches being non-essential comes from so that we can better understand how it is going to, you know, impact us coming out of this. Because to me... A faith-based leader, an elected leader that that has a worldview that is based in truth, which I consider truth to be the existence of God, the uh, the immutable uh, truth in the Bible, 
the relationship with if if a leader has that, I don't see any way in the world they can relegate a church to non-essential status. You could only come to the conclusion that a church is essential in the community for so many things. I mean, we have and I don't mean to go on. I want your answer. But I mean, just to, to, to punctuate the point, churches feed the poor. Churches do so much for the community. Keeping the churches in an essential role means supporting the community during a time like this. So where does that come? Where does that whole non-essential garbage come from? Well, Donald, we're, really it comes from a communistic or a socialistic background. The reason why we have a United States of America is because our founding fathers believed it was so essential so core at the being of what a nation should be that would be under God, that they were willing to go through that revolutionary war. And what we're seeing today, the attitude about the church is strictly what I see our missionaries face that that serve in communistic countries and socialistic countries Mm. that are being Uh, tortured and being imprisoned and threatened and all those different things around the world. And that is now the United States of America who, don't you think our founding fathers are rolling over in their graves right now saying, we bled for this freedom of religion and you guys are putting it on the back burner. Well, Mm. from the beginning, Karl Marx, religion is the opiate of the people. Basically, it keeps them studified, that's the right word, to, so they don't realize how oppressed they are by the, by the, by the capitalists. And, and, they, and if it wasn't for religion, they would just rise up and, and, and have the communist revolution today. Right. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that works in Russia for, for the leadership there, but it doesn't work in the United States. Our founding fathers were so sold on the inalienable rights that are given by God, not by a governor, not by a president, not by a Congress, but by God himself. How, how could they feel like they could step in there and not have consequences in a nation that when we just celebrated Memorial Day, that those that die for us to have this kind of freedom, and they're they're acting like it's something that's not that important to the core of our society. And yet the statistics show the domestic abuse, suicide attempt, the alcohol and drug and violence and crime is going up. That our police here in Redlands said this statement is so powerful. The community's not safe with the doors of the churches closed. Really? They said that? Yes. The police department. Yes. Uh, we, we've had several uh, uh, shattered doors and break-ins during this shutdown time. And on mm-hmm. our fourth time, as they came together, they asked me point blank, are you opening on Pentecost Sunday? And I said, are you guys going to come and arrest me if I say yes? And they smiled and they said, no, we wouldn't do that. And I said, yes, we are. And, he, and they said, thank you. We've been hoping the church would mm. step up and be wow. the church. That's powerful. Let's take a break here and hear from our sponsor for this half of Unite IE Radio, Ed Hoffman of Summit Funding, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. 
By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 5-9-9. The answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio show, the show for the most important political office, that of private citizen, which I think is pretty much everybody that listens to this show is a private citizen. So this show is about getting you activated into the process of ensuring the proper care and feeding of the republic, which as things have unfolded over the last two months, we realize is even more tenuous than we thought the existence of and the health of our republic. We need everybody all hands on deck right now. And uh, what I'm really excited about, we have with us one of the pastors that is involved in the reopening of the churches on Pentecost Sunday, uh, which he shared with us a moment ago, was about the birth of the church. And so in a way that sort of echoes what happened in history, we are witnessing what I think could be the rebirth of the church. Where do you think nationwide, and I want to get into the specifics of your church and what people can 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 anticipate if they attend a church that's reopening, but do you foresee a broader uh, resurgence? Because I think one of the things that's important, along with what we have as a theme of this show, which is the role of each of us in the proper care and feeding of the republic— the church plays not only a foundational role in the Republic, but an important role in the proper care and feeding of the Republic. And you mentioned in our last segment that there's a division within the church that thinks that the, that, that we are subject to this sovereign government uh, that would keep us shut down and relegate churches to non-essential status. But with the reopening of the church on a conspicuously interesting day, given the history of faith. What do you foresee in terms of the role that faith plays going forward and the opportunity that we have to reach people that we've never been able to reach before? Will there be a resurgence in, in faith that will eclipse what we have seen in the past? Is this an op- Is this an open door? for for us to bring new souls to Christ? Well, I think it, it's going to be a great harvest, as you, uh, Donald, had referred to, that the Pentecost 2,000 years ago, when the Holy Spirit was poured out, at people from all over, in one day, 3,000 came to the faith of Jesus Christ. Two weeks later, 5,000. Now, all across the United States, is churches have been opening, and we've been trying to be a good neighbor in trying to hear what people would feel is safe. And, and, and 
of course, that word now is it has so many different meanings to it because the governor uh, here in California uses it as control uh, that he's uh, empowered the health department to scare the bejeebies out of everybody that they'll put a health department uh, notice on your door that you're not safe place and you can't be open. Um, mm-hmm. And they're threatening that to the church. But what we've done is we've done it. Even more than when you go to uh, a hardware store or Costco or Walmart, we have all our greeters will have gloves on and they'll have masks on. Before you go in, uh, they pump a hand sanitizer in your hands. We have masks available if you feel as if you need the protection. We have marked out in our seating areas seats marked with the cross that and we just say don't sit on the cross and that will give you the proper spacing in each Uh, pew area Mm -hmm. that you will be safe from the people that you won't be within a six foot distance. Now, our governor just this week, after he has uh, said, I'm not telling you when you're going to open, he gave us a 21 day opening permission, but he changed the rules of the game. And he said, churches, you can only be 25% of your capacity or if you're a large church like uh, Jack Hibbs church in Chino uh, Calvary, Chino Hills, uh, they have a 5,000-seat auditorium. The maximum in that auditorium, they will only allow 100 people. So that's about 25 feet from each person in that church. And so really, uh, he actually also, the governor said, we're not to sing. So he's telling us how we should worship when we come together because singing, we could spit on somebody, even if they're six feet away, and that we would be passing this deadly disease to everybody by praising our God and singing. And so it actually reflects back to the, the book of Daniel, where they told him, if you worship anybody but Nebuchadnezzar uh, in this time, we'll put you in the fire furnace. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said this, hey, we may burn but we won't bow. And that's where we're at right now with our governor. You may try to burn us, but we're not going to bow. We're coming to worship our God, but we will have the same precautions and things we wipe down in between our 830 and our 1030 service. We wipe everything down. We sterilize everything. We have all the precautions there. We have doctors that are a part of our church that if anybody comes, we can take their temperature by swiping their foreheads. If, If they say, I haven't been feeling well, and we still have live online. So we have all the options so that people are what? Free. What a concept in America. Free to choose whether or not they come to a house of worship. I read your guidelines. And you, if you are at risk, so that the vast majority of people have very little risk from coronavirus, even if you were to become infected with it is the deaths are concentrated overwhelmingly in elderly and particularly elderly with serious underlying health problems or even some younger people that have serious underlying health problems. So those people, you know, you, 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 know, you, you might want to just join us online. Uh, correct. And, and that's what we actually suggest to them. But you know what? Uh, here again, if you're trying to change the core fabric of what the church is all about, We have always believed that our place of worship is a place to come and receive healing, not sickness. And so it's so so upside down now. You come to church and you'll get sick. No, you come to church to get healed. And and yes, we we use uh, uh, the science that's out there and everything else. But we believe that God knows how to heal people supernaturally. Now, we're not trying to... uh, 
expand our faith so much that we're telling people come and just risk it and 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 not have the precautions every precautions in place but we do leave the choice up to the person though we have special areas for those that might have immune deficiencies or of a certain age so that they could feel like they're protected from the other people and so we have certain seating areas just for them to feel like that they they could have uh the privilege of being in church, many of them are older people that have been isolated for 10 weeks and they deal with severe depression, the isolation and loneliness and just watching something on television. That's the rest of their life. Anyway, they hunger to be able to hear the singing and be there. Can you imagine watching a campfire on television for 10 weeks in a row? but you can't feel the warmth of it. You can't put a marshmallow over the fire. You can't That's roast a, a hot one. dog. You can't uh, sing along with the people that are there. That's what they're saying. The church effectiveness is really effective online. It helps, but it's not a replacement for the gathering. Well, you know, I asked the question earlier about non-essential versus essential, and I think what we're seeing is is that those fe- those folks that, especially in leadership, the Gavin Newsom's, the blue state governors that think that churches are non-essential, obviously do not understand the importance of the church is not just a service you watch online. It's not you just opening your Bible in the solitude of your own home and having, you know, communion with our Lord. It's gathering together as the body of Christ so that you can have that physical relationship and that physical experience. So that is that is what is so important in terms of the church reopening because it's a mandate. It's not just, you know, a theoretical thing. It's a mandate that the that people gather together for the purposes of worship and praise and singing. Before Pastor Kevin answers that, I would differ in one respect. They absolutely understand the importance of the church. They don't, it's, it's well, not sure. that they don't understand the importance sure. of the church. I get they your point. Yep. do understand the importance of the church, and hence that's a 50-plus year effort to undermine the church and Christianity. Yep. Point taken. Yeah, you're that. right. Yeah. Hey, well, uh, here's what spiritually, besides it being Pentecost, which um, I will be preaching a special message on the convergence what happens when our present day touches and mirrors something of 2,000 years ago in that Pentecost? Do you know they were on homestay 2,000 years ago? Before Jesus ascended into heaven, 10 days before, he said, go keep yourself in an upper room and consecrate yourself. Prepare yourself because I'm going to send the comforter, the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to call you out of that comfort of that upper room as you're going to be praying and preparing yourself. And I'm going to call you to gather. And so and that day was Pentecost. And that's our birth. Now, the essential part, most of the governors and saying, well, they can do everything they can do online and they can do, you know, as long as they keep such a small group in mega churches, 100 people in a 5000 seat auditorium. Can you imagine Harvest Church, uh, you know, Greg Laurie's church or Jack Kibbs church having to be able to minister to people in that way? But it's because they don't understand why is the building and the gathering so important? Donald, you hit it on the, the nail on the head. Hebrews 10.25, the scripture says, do not forsake the gathering together and all the more as you see mm. the day approaching. The day approaching would be Jesus' return. So it, 
I'll share with you what one of my early mentors that I started reading his books and listening to his stuff from Texas. His name is Dr. Tony Evans, and he has a radio program called The Urban Alternative. He just lost his wife five weeks ago, but God gave him a word for the churches in America. And this is what we heard. Remember, church, you are the church, but you're something more. You're an ambassador is what God calls you to be. And he said, if you are an American and you're overseas, if you're in an unsafe area and people are coming after you, if you can get to the embassy of the United States, the laws, the authority, all the rights of your homeland are there in that embassy. He said, now, remember, Christian, this is not your home. Our home is heaven, but you are an ambassador And where you gather together is the embassy of God. We believe the laws of God, the authority of God, the presence of God comes together as the body of Christ comes together. He takes headship and that changes the whole game. The building is our embassy where heaven touches earth. And why would we want to keep people from that? Amen. Excellent point. And we're going to continue with the Pastor Kevin after the break. Stay tuned. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. For those of you that are 62 or older and haven't taken the time to inquire into a reverse mortgage, here are some great reasons to consider one. One, you don't have to make monthly mortgage payments unless you want to. Two, a reverse mortgage can supplement your retirement income and allow your retirement savings to last longer, which will save you money on taxes or possibly allow you to delay taking Social Security benefits, which will increase your benefit when you do. Three, when you finally pass on, your kids inherit the home and the equity in it, along with the money that has accumulated in your bank accounts from not having to make monthly mortgage payments. Four, no prepayment penalty if you decide to sell the home or refinance out of it. And the biggest reason, it's your equity. Use it when you want it. Interest rates are low, which means more money available. So if you've inquired before and it didn't work, it may work today. Calling to find out more details is free, so call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020, or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. Car Star, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And within that, a very special category of private citizens, that were key to the founding of our republic and, and, and our freedom are the pastors, are the church leaders. And we're pleased to have with us this week uh, Pastor Kevin O'Connor from the Ark of the Nazarene Church in Redlands, California. And they're one of 1,200 churches that are going to be open this Sunday, Pentecost Sunday, for in-person services. And they're not necessarily going to follow the edicts of Gavin the First, that they'd be limited to a maximum of 25% of their capacity or 100, whichever is less. So you saw Jack Hibbs Church, you see 5,000, maximum of 100 with uh, extra, extra social distancing of at least 100 feet between every, every attendee. 
and no singing. And you can, uh, by the way, you can uh, connect and find out more information about the Ark of the Nazarene Church at arknaz.com. Uh, Pastor Kevin, are there what other churches? Is there a list? So how would someone that not necessarily is from Redlands or even doesn't go to your church would find out where can I go to church this Sunday? Do you know, um, really, uh, I wish they would have put out a list. Um, we are advertising on Facebook, Instagram, on our website. Uh, we we are advertising in, in our yardage sign out front of the church and different things and by texting everybody that we can. But they chose for whatever reason that uh, they wanted each church to be able to walk in their own way. Uh, some are doing the drive-in uh, theater-type church services because they're afraid to still come in the buildings. Um, some are, we're, we are still offering the online, uh, but each church is, is up to their own part of advertising it. And um, I don't know why they didn't take a list of us all and say, these are the churches you could choose from. But there are several churches in the Redlands, Ukaipa area and uh, Highland and Loma Linda area that will be open this Sunday alongside the Ark Church. Um, we're excited that we've, we believe that there is a pent-up energy of people that want to be in the embassy of God, where God's uh, presence comes to gather and take headship when the church comes together. And uh, so we look forward to seeing people that we haven't seen for several months now at 830 uh, on Sunday and 1030. And we hear that so many people have invited people that don't go to church. So, Don, when you said, will this reach a whole new group? I know of at least six new families and 12 single individuals that said they're coming to church just because we're open. And that's all that's talked to me besides those that have talked to our people that are inviting. And I would urge that anyone, I mean, even if you're not a regular church attendee, even if you're not even a believer, that if you believe in, if you believe in freedom, if you believe in the Constitution, if you believe in the First Amendment, show your support. By coming out to church this Sunday. Hey, I invite you all to come to church if you live close enough. Come out of your bunkers, guys. Come to come to the Ark Church. <laughs> I think that's a, uh, you know, I do uh, feel there's a pent-up demand that this has done, accomplished nothing ultimately in the progressive agenda other than wake people. I have this, uh, this uh, concept, and I'd like to formulate it into something like maybe a book, that in the era of Donald Trump, whether you like Donald Trump or not, is irrespective of the reality that the presidency of Donald Trump, ever since before he became president, even during the campaign, has done more to expose what is unfolding in the institutions of America, whether it's the church, you reference the division of the church. And there we, we've talked before about the fact that there are chum, some churches that take a very liberal view of uh, the teachings of Christ and are, uh, you know, have and, and preach a broken theology is about the best way I can put it. I would put it in, in liberation theology, if you will, um, to the 
it, the infiltration in our education system, uh, in our entertainment industry, into our bureaucracies. We've seen the bureaucracies of, of government push back against uh, the effort by Donald Trump to roll back regulations and to reduce the power of bureaucracies that his admit his presidency has done more to expose literally to peel back the protective layer that's existed on all of this and show us what is under has been happening under the cover i like to call them termites because they've gotten into the structure of our republic and they've whittled away at the strength of the timbers that hold this government up and now, you know, we're seeing it in terms of the exercise of dominion over the churches by the secular bureaucracies of government. This is, I think, one of the most important revelations that's happened in the last three years and why we need to continue uh, President Trump in certainly, you know, I would love it if there was a Democrat that was about revealing all this, but we get nothing but more of the same with a Joe Biden. Um, so in terms of what has unfolded over the three-year period, I'd love to hear your perspective of it from a faith-based perspective of what's been exposed and how all that has worked to put us into this position with and to to exacerbate this pandemic and use it now as a tool because they have moved, the, as you pointed out, I think it was when we were talking prior to the show, of moving the goalposts. It was two weeks, you know, fine. The American people, we got it. We need two weeks. Let's stay at home. In fact, I was actually thankful for the vacation. Uh, you know, I haven't had a vacation in two, in, in in probably five years, actually. So I was thankful for the rest. But now they've extended it. It's like, no, we got to have no deaths in a week, in two weeks. And, you know, no more than X number of people of new cases and they would carry this on forever if they could. So give us your your uh your your perspective as a faith-based leader in our community of all of this of this bigger uh movement that we've seen get exposed. Well, you know, I think one of the more exciting things that I'm hearing, we're going to be hosting the end of June here at the Ark Church a mm-hmm. forum for those that want school choice. A ah. survey just came out with uh, those that now have all their kids at home and everything, listen to the voting block. This is registered voters in California. 64% now say they're in favor of school choice, whether it be homeschool, charter school, private school, other than public school. So, uh, you know, it seems like every time the the progressives try to do something, it comes back to bite them that we're becoming what we've hoped would happen in California. Our education system has been attacked and it's been attacked all over the United States. And I love our president that he he did this coolest thing that he already said, uh, I know you're talking about a second wave, but we will not ever address it in this way ever again, that it will be addressed from a medical perspective, that we are ready for medical things and we're not going to put it on the businesses. We're not going to put it on the churches. This is what he said in the phone call last week. He said, we will not go down this. We learn quickly. And I love someone that learns quickly in that way. It does seem like the blue states are slow learners because they love the power they've received and they love being able to practice socialism and communism uh, to the to the rawest forms that we have seen 
in our country here. So uh, thank God we we need President Trump. I wish we could get rid of the two terms for presidency and get him for a long time and put the two terms over on the Congress. <laughs> Amen. Or their staff. I've heard. Sorry to interrupt. I just want to. You're right. It's the staff in these congressional offices that we need to get rid of, because those are the people that perpetuate that. Sorry, Greg. Yeah. The uh, poll showed that 40 percent of parents would who are now involuntary homeschoolers would continue that. And uh, this initiative that uh, that we're that we're we're supporting as well is. Could almost if if you got forty percent, and you won't be forty percent in the end. But if you got forty percent of the children out of the government-run schools and into a, and into a home school where they are going to get a better education, they're going to be taught the virtues of America, and they're going to be taught to they're going to taught to, to be Amer- they're going to be taught to be God-loving, freedom-loving, America-loving Americans. Mm. That could make this the enormous economic cost of this unjustified lockdown actually worthwhile. Because you can get back money and property, you can regain prosperity, but the but the core values and beliefs underline and underpin our country and our democracy and our freedom. If those are lost, the country freedom and democracy is lost. I agree totally, uh, Greg. What also is because the educational system has so anchored in a progressive way, whether it's the public schools or the universities. And what's happening is the kickback is coming against them. Many the universities are being sued because they uh, are a breach of contract where these kids that say, hey, I paid for an experience to be where I would learn lifelong friendships that would be business partners of the future and a face-to-face experience with professors. And you're giving me an online and I'm paying all these uh, $60,000, dollars $100,000 for that. And they're suing for a breach of contract and it's going to change the schools. And I'm hoping it changes and kicks a bunch of people out that said, hey, this is how we control our society is – Get, get these crazy things that aren't American in the heads of especially vulnerable young adults, and they come out anti-American from four years of college. I, I hope that new universities will raise up because of the financial structure problems that the others will have. Well, the, the university business is so ripe for competition. One of our um, candidates here in the, in, the last, in the 2018 election, Sean Flynn, you probably know him, and He's a professor at the Claremont Colleges, where the annual tuition is $68,000 a year. And he reports that of that amount, 15, 1.5% is used on faculty compensation. Mm. The, and aside from the quality of education is down, and he, he tells it, is, um, given what we're getting in, the quality of the education is, is, is dropping. The, and aside from the indoctrination that's going on there, this business is a ripoff. There's a there's there's a there's a, a, a company called the Online Trading Academy. It used to do some uh, programs or infomercials on the station, and they're subject to an FTC enforcement action. Out of seventy thousand students since they've been formed, one hundred and fifty have complained. The FTC has gone to court to shut them down. So whether that's justified or not, 
But you can imagine what would, how about an FTC action against the universities for their fraudulent and misleading advertising, duping all these children, young people, to get these $100,000, $200,000 economically worthless degrees. And if you really want to combat fraud in the education business, there would be a good start. Well, you know, what we're seeing, I, I love this, is an awakening in so many key areas. There's an awakening in the church. There's an awakening in business. There's an awakening in the families. If we can get these now to vote, we'll have the awakening in the government. Mm-hmm. Amen. This is a very important now, point. I want to con- I want to continue this conversation uh, after the break, Greg. After this word from All Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. I got to this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio show, the show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. We've been having a very important conversation about the impact of this entire episode of our history that is just unfolding, is in the process of, we hope, uh, finalizing and getting passed. Uh, That remains to be seen. But we touched on what I think is a really important aspect of this. And I think an unintended consequence of the left, if indeed part of their motivation for extending this uh, shutdown was to, in their eyes, advance their agenda, uh, because truly... We had a guest on, Greg, not too long ago, Mark Morano, that went through a list of the wish list of the uh, green agenda, and they've accomplished virtually all of it during this temporary shutdown from reducing the use of fossil fuels, almost the entire collapse of the fossil fuel industry, to uh, getting us to not eat meat, because guess what? Meat's becoming more rare, not cooked rare, but rare on our grocery shelves, possibly, But this notion of school and the impact that this is having on the primary education, K through 12, uh, and the awakening of parents to the possibility that homeschooling is not that daunting of a, of a, of a opportunity to take back their kids. We were talking before the pandemic about the, uh, sexualization of our children in public schools through the new sex education agenda, which, by the way, got demolished during this home because guess what they weren't going to do they weren't going to pipe that sex education through virtual education into the homes where parents could watch it unfold so that got trashed but in reality people are waking up to the possibility that homeschooling is not that bad you talked about universities and isn't it interesting that all of the major universities that people like to get their degrees from started out as christian universities, Harvard, Yale, uh, many others that the list is too long to mention that are now these hotbeds 
of of secular education uh, driving a wedge between the church and the citizenry. And the probability that this is an opportunity for us to advance the uh, the uh, the the to take back, I, I should say, the education of our children in a way that you mentioned 40 percent, Greg. I would think that if we could get 25 to 30 percent of the kids out of public education, that the entire structure would collapse because you take away the marginal operating capital and and especially for the unions, because their political advocacy, it takes them about 60 percent of their budget in order to just run their operation. If we trimmed that up by 30 to 40 percent, it would take away their political uh, finances. But do you think that the people, based on your communication, Kevin, with your uh, constituency, that's the political term, obviously, with your <laughs> with your uh, uh, congregants, that they're ready to take that back, that there are enough families out there that are ready to embrace the possibility of bringing that education back into the home and reclaiming their parental rights? I think it's it's a prime time for the leadership to step up in all areas, especially like the Tea Party and churches that that aren't afraid to get into the fight and declare that uh, what Donald Trump did for us is that we don't have to be silent in our pulpits about these key issues that they want to hear what the other alternatives uh, again, we're fighting such a media uh, onslaught that they bombard these families with so many fear things that I think, though, if if we start putting out the positive messages that this is a bright future out of this pandemic can come a silver lining for families, for businesses, for churches, that we will see this this brand new day. Watch how the progressives have done it. In the 20th century, they, they used fear, and that's what's happening. In the 20th century, they did it through war. They grabbed powers that, that wasn't theirs when war, two world wars, several cons, all the conflicts, the you know Vietnam, Korea, and then all the Gulf Wars and all the different things. They grabbed power, but that ability to grab power waned. So under Obama, he learned that civil unrest created the same power grab that he would get powers because people would be fearful about the the strife between black and white and all the different you know disparities of of who who's making it good in America. Then comes Donald Trump and says, everybody can make it. And we're seeing blacks achieve uh, new goals. We're seeing the Latino and the Hispanic and everything. So now we have a president that's taken away the fear part. And all of a sudden, a new avenue of fear, biochemical or biological, the fear element has moved to the science realm and we have to be smarter than that and tell them up front, there's another wave of fear coming. Fear from war in the early part, fear from civil unrest. Now, fear from the science. We have to educate them. Don't be trapped by the fear mongers. Mm, beautiful. There was a Harvard professor that uh, wrote an article, and he, uh, he was to the effect that, well, these it was these crazy Christians. The reason why we're going back to uh, reopening too soon is the Christians just don't fear death. They don't care what happens in this world. <laughs> well, in many ways, uh, there's nothing wrong with realizing that 
whether you get 70, 80, or 100 years, that's a very short time. So why not be prepared for eternity? But it doesn't mean that we live foolishly. It means what we live with a passion that you get as much as you can in this world so that you can honor and glorify God. That's why America was founded. That's why the United States came to pass, that we wanted to give all our passions that we could in every area, from business to church to government. We wanted to do it unto God. And of course, mm-hmm. who, who does more for the community? Who gives more to charity? Who gives more of their time? In religious was is it religious people or irreligious, a non-religious people? You know, I'll tell you, I don't really know the statistics on that because uh, even though, like you said earlier, that some people are saying the churches want to come back because they want money. In the uh, eight weeks that we've been live online, because we we went slowly into that process, we kind of drug our feet. We didn't think we should go. We thought what would happen is did happen that once we got in there, they wouldn't let us back. And uh, people kept on saying, you want to come back for money. You want to come back for money. You know what? We turn everything we do back into our community and we try to be a hub so that the community benefits by what the church has. And we are a hub for so many uh, organizations that come here, use our facilities and we promote them as as uh, these are the, the places where you can find help outside of the church, and yet they use our church facilities for those helps. And so mm. benevolence is a part of a way of life, whether you're Democrat or Republican. You know, if if we're not a benevolent people, and don't you love that about Trump? Uh, he's such he's the most benevolent president I have seen in my 63 years of life. He tells truths also that no one else would tell on all sorts of things. Well, he's done um, something that... A little over, we, have, we have a little bit over, over a minute left here. Uh, once again, you're going to be open at the Ark of the Nazarene Church this Sunday for in-person services with, uh, with appropriate precautions to make sure people feel comfortable and feel safe at, at your church. And they can find more at arknaz, A-R-K-N-A-Z dot com. I think your services are 8.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. with, uh, you know, the ushers are going to be gloves and masks and, you know, sanitize the place, you know, you're as safe as you possibly can, but you can, the church is going to gather again. And that's just one of 1,200 churches that will be open this Sunday in California. And I think you mentioned it was off the, off the air that across the nation at this point, 70% of the churches are now open for in-person services. Any right. last words or thoughts? Just thank you guys for what you guys do. I I love your program. I pray that more listeners will be drawn to your program because you guys are getting the truth out there. And we need to be anchored in the 21st century in truth and good journalism, good Christianity, good government, good business, and good home practices. Let's get back to what made America great. There's sounds like a campaign, doesn't it? That's an awesome way to end the show. That's all the time we have this week. Tune in next week for another exciting edition of Unite, i.e. Radio.
When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. California DRE ID number 1012658. Arizona, NMLO license number 092643. Grant NMLS ID number 1841782. Summit Funding Incorporated, NMLS ID number 3199. Arizona license number 0925837. Equal housing opportunity. AM 590. The answer.